recording with the one and only Dr. Mark Sherwood on Monday, June 5th, 2023 at 6.05 p.m. Eastern Time. And I am wearing a very loud hoodie, but it's because my air conditioning's working and I hadn't adequately planned for it to work as well as it's working. And uh, so I got a blanket and a hoodie and uh, I'm not going to apologize for it. But uh, Dr. Sherwood's been on here a couple times before and you were just asking me beforehand how am I doing? And it's, uh, I actually did want to talk to you about that is I was getting pretty burned out with the podcast a couple weeks ago. I was just really hitting a wall and it's one thing for me to maybe be tired at the end of the week, which is normal. And then you take a weekend and it's, you know, it's all good. But I was starting to get this pervasive fatigue, which was just turning into just anger that the podcast wasn't working. And to the point where even my mom was picking up on it. And so I took 10 days off, which is unheard of for me. I take one day weekends. I took 10 days off, probably put on a solid five pounds. And I just completely unplugged from the show. And I got thinking because I took the MCAT 10 years ago, May 30th. And I remember I studied for nine months for it. And for eight months and two weeks, my scores barely budged. And I just started, I went, I have all the information. What am I doing wrong? And it was just, I was getting too anxious during practice tests. And I completely recalibrated how I went about it. My score shot through the roof. I scored in the top 5%. And so I was up at my parents and I was going, I have good guests. I have, I have merch. I have, (laughs) I have Patreon and locals where people can support it. There's no shortage of episodes. What is going wrong? And I went and looked into Spotify and realized that after 1,240 episodes and over three years of being on Spotify, I had never turned on ads. And I just looked at it and I went, in like the last year I've made maybe 50 bucks on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And I went in and I just went, is that it? And I just started tinkering. I've made, I've probably made more money in the last 72 hours on Spotify than I have in the last year, maybe three years. And it's not even that. It's just there was something sitting in front of me the whole time that I didn't take into account. And so with that self-praising narcissistic rant, <laughs> Dr. Sherwood, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> man, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And, yes, uh, sir. And I, I concur, man, that what you're wearing is it is loud and it makes noise even through the microphone. But it's good. <laughs> good. That's the point of it, man. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's it's supposed to be it's it's a, you're supposed to look at it and wonder what's wrong with me. Um but so I was just thinking about that in just terms of kind of meditation and as we talked about last time, you know, kind of achieving goals. I wanted to know, you know, what would your maybe wisdom be on that as you are older than I am? What moments in life have, have, if any, have you come to where, you know, hard work is necessary. Hard work is often the answer we don't like. But as someone that doesn't shy away from hard work, I'm, it's always sometimes I have to slow down. And like I just said, think that maybe, maybe the answer isn't hard work. Maybe I'm working harder, not smarter. I just want to know if, because you've had quite an illustrious, illustrious, impressive life, if if you've maybe had those experiences too. Of course, the old adage comes to mind: 
Tommy, don't miss the forest for the trees. Okay. You know, it's, it's like sometimes we can want something so bad and the warning is not bad. It's actually a, a gift to have that passion and that desire and that want to. Sometimes we can want something so bad that we get hyper-focused on it and miss the journey. You miss the journey, man. You miss some of the blessing. And so in every journey in life that I've lived, there's been times where I've done that too. I've wanted something so hard. I've tried and tried and tried and tried to kick the door in, kick the wall in, whatever the case may be. And I realized that if that was truly a calling what I was supposed to do, yes, you've got to work hard, but you don't want to miss the life's lessons along the way, those little places you stop and recalibrate and maybe visit for a second, which are like, you know, places and times where you might want to disconnect. You might need to get away from it. Um, the second thing of that life lesson that applies to yours is it's about perspective. It's like, think about, uh, maybe a cup, a clear glass of marbles, right? If you look at those marbles on one side from the whole day long and never change perspectives. And then one day you realize, you know what? There's another side of this cup that I probably need to look at. So you get around the other side and you go, damn, the same marbles, but they look different. Okay. And so it, it's about not losing the ability to enjoy the journey and then also keeping the the wisdom to have a broader perspective. Okay. So it's it's looking at stars and you can if you went to different planets or different parts of the galaxy you could see different constellations. That's it. And sometimes you know uh, um there's a saying that comes to mind, shoot for the moon, hit some stars, you know, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, sometimes you find out when you're really pursuing one thing, I think this is kind of a, a little tangent, but not too far off. Go for it. You're pursuing one thing and you realize that that pursuit was only supposed to start you down a pathway, but it was not a destination. Okay. It was just a start down the pathway. And perhaps your destination is, is not that far down the pathway. It's you had to go this pathway, and then you have to take a slight turn to go that pathway, and then that pathway. And it really boils down to not limiting the perspectives and not limiting the goals. I mean, yeah, you got a goal in your case to make the podcast sustainable, reach a lot of people. That's awesome. And I believe that will happen. Sure. You know, I believe people listening right now should should share and talk about it. I think that's it's cool. I do. But at the same time, the lesson that we're talking about should go into everybody's heart, you know, about not missing it because mm. too many people, man, go through life and miss their purpose because they're so aiming at the wrong objective when really you should be aiming at your purpose. Your purpose is something that drives you on. What is, what is your purpose? What is, what is Tommy's purpose? What is Mark's purpose? And that should be the goal and focus. Not just achieving objectives. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. No, it does. It's and it requires some humility and openness on the on the part of the of the person trying to achieve. Of you know, I want this thing so bad. Well, wh what do I really? Want? Oh, I want the podcast to succeed. Well, what do you mean succeed? 
financially viable. I, I wanted to be able to pay for my rent and my food. Okay. Well, if you keep opening and opening and opening, it's like, why did I want to get into medical school? Why I wanted financial stability, but I really want to help people. Now, I didn't look at it that way, but if I zoomed out enough, I might have said, okay, so what do I really want? You want to help people. Well, I have to go to medical school. Well, not necessarily. If your true goal is to help people, and I mean, 10 years later, I'm doing this podcast, and I'd, I'd like to think I am helping people, but you have to remove the frame you put around it, and you say it has to be achieved within that that thing. And it's no, no, it does not. You might go, I want a full belly. I really want McDonald's. No, you don't want McDonald's. You want a full mm. belly. That can be eggs. That could be a steak. Yep. What you want is a full belly, and you have to open up to the idea that as much as you want this one thing, and it has to be this way, and I won't be happy unless it is, that God might have a bigger plan for you. So it's be open to what it is. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the entire point of this podcast was to get me to a certain point, meet someone along the way, and then the podcast goes out the window. And it's, I don't like that. I'm, it's Tommy's podcast. I work hard at it all day. And it's, well, that's the ego coming in. It's like, well, no, yeah. what is the real goal? And it's, it's an exercise in, in humility of maybe you don't know. Well, I think that when you look at podcasts, you look at anything that's to do with the entertainment industry, you know, whether it be podcast, television, sure, media, whatever, movies. What you've done over the last 1,000 plus episodes is you've created a memorialization of your content. The memorialization of your content is going to be out there long past you. Mm. It will always be there. It is like etched in stone that is there. And that information that is there with the heart to help people is something that will always be there. Long past after you're gone off this planet it will always be there it always was there and so it's something that you can look at and again it's changing the lens a bit but we can say when we put out information with a good heart with the intent the purpose to help people and it's through that filter and we put it out there and it becomes memorialized through you know videos that we have here audios etc it is it's there mm. And that's a win. That's a win anytime you look at it. Every day you get up and do that. That in itself is a win. And in the long term, the providence of that, how long does that go? Don't know. Don't know. We can't know. Mm. But I know that I get up every day and, you know, try to live within that purpose. Mm. So what in what ways, so like you said, you know, sometimes to really get get a better grasp on it you have to step away from it and that is you can keep hammering away hammering away and it's it's my favorite method is to just keep hammering until i break through and i get what i want yeah. but sometimes you got to go like i did i turned it all off and literally went up into the mountains to my parents lake house for 10 uh, and just disconnected and you slow down and you, you unplug everything and you're I was sitting on my parents, we were on a pontoon boat, and I was just sitting out there, and I started thinking about the MCAT, and I was like, how do I need to look at this from a new angle? And it's it's not fun to look, it's hard. And yeah. what ways in your, because I mean, you've had, for people that know, don't know, 
You've had an insane life, man. Professional bodybuilding, professional baseball player, you're a doctor, you're on a SWAT team. Like, you've had a wild life. And I can only imagine that you've you've come to this before. So what methods have you used to to step away from to get that get that distance between you and the event? Well, I have to. I mean, I, this is what I do like daily and it's it's a patterned process. You know, you have to have places and times where you can not or not be, man. You know, you have to kind of just get inside self and figure out, you know, what is God trying to say to me and get where you can listen. Because if you're talking all the time, whether it be to yourself or someone else, you you, you can't listen. You can't listen and talk at the same time. So every day when I get up as just a pattern, I get up. Most of the time I'll, I'll have a cup of coffee and I might pray a little bit and then I'm quiet for like, no kidding, like 30 minutes. Yeah. And I don't say anything. I just sit there, you know, and I'll probably look like a goofball just sitting there. Mm. But I just sit there trying to prepare myself for the day. And then then I go to the gym. And then I will do that. And for me, I get in the gym and it's not a point of how much weight can I push around or how much iron can I move. You know, I put like for me, I'll put praise and worship in my ears just to keep myself in a calm space because I know I've got to go into my primary profession and give so into people's lives and that's got to be so intentional man and every day even today you know the intensity of the conversations you have you're talking about people in my world where you're you're dealing with marriage crisis you're dealing with um uh, intimacy issues you're dealing with health issues you're dealing with financial issues you're dealing with just all kinds of emotional issues and uh, habits, etc., and it takes the it just takes everything out of you. So that's my daily routine. Then when I get home, I get quiet again with my wife. Of course, we work together. We're just quiet. Uh, but what we do, what we had to do, is every quarter at least we will take a three to four day weekend and get the heck out of town. Okay. We will, and then every six months at least. We will take at least an eight to 10, maybe 11 day vacation okay. and get away. Now, I don't necessarily, because we run our own business, I can't completely not answer the phone if there's sure. a crisis. But I'm not day to day involving coming to the office doing that. I have to get away from that. And I think that's something that's kept the same. And then one thing I'll add too, and this is very important for people out there that are in couples relationships. Um, we have a date night every week. And I don't really care who um, calls me. It's every it's week. Night. It, it is. And I don't care. I mean, I've had people that say, hey, you know, why don't you come to our house and this is whatever and whatever. And you've heard of these people and they're kind of famous people. I'm like, nope, it's date night. And they think I've lost my mind. But I realize that my primary focus has got to be in a certain place or I will lose my focus of my purpose. And so I, I think all those things matter and. We've got to not make time for that is to really neglect the call you have on your life. To not make time for that is to skew your purpose so much that your work will become who you are. And that's not supposed to be that way. No. Your name is Tommy, who happens to do slash be slash, et cetera. Hmm. Yeah, and it is. <clears throat> it's not just self-love, which 
can be if that if that's that alone is enough of a justification. But it's not only yeah. that. It's so let's say so okay. So let's say I took this this week off or whatever. And let's say I had a big guest that wanted to come on. I said, I no, I got to go unplug. And you go, well, you're missing out on this huge guest. What are you doing? Well, well, no. By taking a week off, a week off and recalibrating, and because what happens when I, you know, I take a day off a week, but what happened when I started to go four or five months? Like I said, even my mom said, I can feel or I can hear your anger. And I had mm-hmm. other people tell me that, like, is everything okay? Okay, well, now it's seeping into the actual podcast, the product itself that I'm putting out. It's getting angry. It's losing quality. The toxicity is seeping in like poison. So if you don't take that date night, sure, on paper, you go take that important phone call. On paper, maybe you got a new client or you increased your revenue. But in the long term, you are poisoning the very product you put out or service you provide and yep. so you are actually, so it's not only self-love, which again is enough of a justification in itself, but it's not only that in a, in a weird way, it actually still is sort of a, a business expense of your time. You are, yeah. a day off is as important as a day training. It is. And, and this is an analogy that I've used many, many times with people in my office. And, and it's anybody out there that has any sort of entrepreneurial concept or service concept or or giftings of hospitality you're a giver and that's good i don't want to tell people not to give as a matter of fact i want to teach them how to give more and better and be more productive with that well what does that look like does that mean you have to work harder no that means you have to take time to dig your well deeper now notice why i said dig your well deeper so that out of that well you have more abundance from which to give okay and that's important and sometimes that well i'm i'm telling you by experience you could get down there you hit some clay man and you're like "Uh oh i'm stuck and you get tired of working you do but that's when you've got to you know figure it out and get some gloves on and maybe fight the blisters and keep on going until you break through because the more you dig the depth of your own well the more of that well you'll have to give to other people. The principles of encouragement. And you give somebody encouragement, empowerment, and that, in fact, digs your well deeper. But on the flip side, if you don't do that, you're just digging and giving from a well that's going to run dry. And then you'll be giving on borrowed, borrowed giving. And that's not going to be as good as that pure-hearted depth of giving. Well, you'll then, you'll, you'll grow... I remember right after my my brother took his life in 2014, like a year later, I was, I mean, in hindsight, I can look back and say, yeah, it was probably at the lowest point in my life, which was ironically enough, the point in my life that I was trying to give the most. I was trying to make a charity. I was trying to help people. And it was, I was running on, on fumes. It was like, it was like using credit cards to pay off debts that I, it, it was just compiling on itself. And it did lead to me crashing and, yeah, and then then you start to grow to resent it. You start to grow. Yeah. Why am I helping these people? I don't. I I don't have any time myself. And it's like no one's making you do this, and you grow to hate it. And yep. So, to your, to to so back to the digging the well. I'm I'm just kind of curious. What is your so so? I meditate for like twenty to thirty minutes a day. If I can't get a meditation in, I'll even just try to grab five minutes and just just sit there. 
I'm just kind of curious. What is, what is your 30 minutes of silence? I'm just, I'm just, I don't know why I'm just picturing you in a chair with your legs crossed. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I will sit there and, and for me, uh, I'll pray sometimes, you know, um, I, I don't want to spend all my time talking. I want to spend more of my time listening. I figure that's why we have one mouth in two years. You know, there's probably a, probably a important ratio in there. Physiological benefit of that. Right. But, the the idea of that is is I want to I want to hear and I want to get myself in a place of peace, man, because when you're giving so much into people's lives, um, which you want to, and that's a good thing. So I don't want people to stop and think that's wrong. It it sucks life out of you, and so it if you don't have life in you, you can't have it sucked out of you. So I will just sit there and when I'm praying. Uh, and all I'm thinking is, God, you know, help me understand, like the, today, help me understand more of the complexities of the human body so that I can communicate truth to people in a way they understand so that they can experience true healing in their lives. Show me how to do that. And then I just sit there. And then if I'm quiet, I, I usually get ideas I usually get these things of the revelation, like analogies and maybe parables to communicate processes of the body. And that was just today as just a point of note. And when I'm, we'd go on our little vacations and stuff. I like to read a lot. You know, I'm, I'll grab a book and I'll read. Uh, when I go on a week's vacation, I'll read three books. And I'm a fast reader. I want those books. I want to get them down because I realize that I'm, I'm gaining the wisdom of somebody else, mm. hopefully. And so, you know, those, that's what it looks like for me. And, and I've learned that um, if you continue to say yes to other people, you are developing a pattern of refusal to say no to your, or yes to yourself. And you actually do those people sometimes. If you say yes to the wrong person at the wrong time, you do that person a disservice and you create a codependency and you've done them the greatest harm you could do when you should have said no. And it, it's, there's a, there's a line there. We can't say yes all the time. I'm a former yes So, yeah. you know, I can say that, you know, I'm a recovering yes no, <laughs> I'm not anymore, but I was at one time because, and the root of that is, is you want to seek approval from mm. other people. You do. I yeah. mean, we who doesn't like appreciation? Yeah. Hey, you know, Tommy, hey, Mark, you're good, man. I appreciate you. You're awesome, whatever. We all like to hear that. But ultimately, our giving to other people, if it's true giving, should not be to seek out a reward from them. It should be true to give to them with this no-strings-attached love. And that there's a difference in that because everybody knows the difference between manipulation and true gifts. And I want to be a person that gives gifts of that encouragement, that love, that wisdom or whatever in abundance, not expecting anything in return. Now, and that's, that's a battle we all face right there, you know, because the world wants satisfaction and gratification. But ultimately, that's not what we're supposed to be doing things for. It should be about the higher purpose. Where do, where do you draw the line for? Because I, I definitely relate to that. The, oh yeah, sure, I'll be there. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. Versus the whole like, no man, I just and then there's and then there's like 
there's levels of that of where you start to lean yep. into it. You go, it kind of feels good to just to draw lines, and then and then there's there's like meta themes in there where you go, wait, I can say no, and then I don't even have to explain why. I can just say no. And you go, and that's this whole powerful thing where you go. Oh wait, I can. I used to be. Hey man, I can't do the podcast. So this happened and this happened. And this happened versus like, hey, thanks for the email, but uh, no, I won't be having you on. Thank you so much, though. Yeah, you don't. You don't have an explanation to offer most of the time. Yeah, you don't need to do that. No. We we tend to want to do that because we don't want the person to. It's back to approval. Back to approval, fear of rejection. It goes right back to that whole idea. You want them to agree with your yeah. rejection. You know, yeah, yeah. it's really funny. It's a psychology, of it. <laughs> but but ultimately, um, with each decision you make, you look. This is what it boils down to. Every day, people get their watches out right now and calculate it out. We get one thousand four hundred forty minutes. That is all you get. I don't care if you're Tommy or Mark or Fred or Jane. It doesn't matter. One thousand four hundred forty minutes you get at most, right? And so it's it's the greatest gift we have is a gift of time, the gift of our presence, the the present. That's a gift. So because of that, in that one thousand four hundred forty minutes, you got to think about okay, how am I spending as currency that gift of time? Because you can't put value on that. So that's infinite, man. Those minutes, that time, that's invaluable, and it can never be repeated. It can never be refunded. You don't have. You can have buyer's remorse and try to get a refund. It ain't gonna work, you know. So it's like every moment of every day, you want to make that decision on: Am I spending this time wisely? So when someone asks you a question or has a request for you, the thing I tell people is: Stop, breathe, and pause. And you don't have to answer immediately. If you answer immediately. That might be right or it might be wrong. But if you pause and think about it a little bit, it's going to be all right because you'll be able to give an answer. Hmm. And sometimes the answer is no. It's okay. Then the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. It doesn't say let your yes be yes 80% of the time, your no be no 20% of the time. No, there, it's like whatever is the right answer, yes or no, that's what you do. And it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, it shows people that you respect them enough to be truthful and then it creates self-respect. Now we can't have someone else respect us because we have no control over them. But I submit that it does create a respect, even if they don't like it from someone else towards you because you were definitive in your answers. And to that end, Tommy, in our world today, there's a lack of definitiveness in answers. You know, people won't answer. They'll just, they'll tell you a bunch of horse crap and it, it, it doesn't matter. They'll just run their mouth and yet it means nothing. Hmm. You know, they'll say they'll be there and won't be there. They said they won't be there. And we'll so we've got to like use our words with great seasoned wisdom. It's always disappointing, but still I do respect it. And appreciate it when I email someone. I would love to have you on the show. And I just I get a response two minutes later and it just says, Thank you so much for the offer. I'm afraid I won't be able to I won't be able to do your show. And there's no yeah. try back in a month. I've had that. Hey, email me next mm-hmm. month. Email you next email I've even had email me a year from today. And because I have clinical OCD, I'll email you a year from the Oh, sorry, Tom, I can't I much prefer the people that just 
Uh, I'm afraid I won't be able to do your... Or some, some people are even a little colder. They go, yeah, I checked you out. Not sure I'm a fan. <laughs> hey, man. God bless. Appreciate the honesty. You know, I walked into that. Nobody told, nobody forced me to email you. It's the, <laughs> it's the show Funny. up and just keep tugging you along. And there is something so refreshing about that. Yeah. Of just well, nobody honesty. says it feels good. No, no, it, it doesn't hurt. feel good. And, you know, sometimes you're like, hey, you, that was kind of mean, but okay. Like, but at the same time, right? That's nobody made me do it. I'm I'm in the business of talking to people I don't know. At some point, you and I have spoken a couple times now. At some point, we had never spoken. You, you, That's you right. keep, keep keep kicking in doors. Eventually, you're gonna hit someone else with a gun. Like it, you know. It's it's no one's making me do this. I could just go be an accountant or something. It is you know. No one <laughs> no one made me no one made me email people and uh, but but that, but that is it. Um, so. So your day, you day, you, so you take your 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 silence in the morning. Um, yeah. And I don't mean to be to be prying into your. No, I'm, I'm 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 just I'm fascinated by by you know daily routines. Um, your evening quiet with, with with your wife. Could you could you explain that? Yeah, we come home. Um, you know, we generally get home. You know, around the six p.m. hour. Uh ish sometimes before sometimes a little after depending on the day um very normal we schedule it and just do it we get home we typically have dinner together um we do sit down at a table we don't eat in front of the tv that's that's just important yeah. i think people we got away from that we we do talk the tv's not on we're just like talking and eating a, a meal and you know we'll spend half an hour doing that that brings us to probably you know, seven, seven thirty. And then we're early risers. So I get up probably at four thirty, four forty five central, which is like dark thirty, man. It's early. There are a few people up at that time, not many, but hey. Um so so I'm thinking about we'll sit down, usually um this is us two, we'll sit on the couch and I just kinda we just sit close to each other and just say, How was your day? and good 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 and talk a little bit sometimes we won't say anything hmm. <laughs> we sit there because at the end of the day you, you can kind of have a little ptsd ish going on you know sure. right you're like oh you know because you're you're digging into people's lives in such an intensity you know many times it's what we do we're the the only person that person's sensed listen to them and, and i from a, from a healing standpoint, I encourage people out there to use your ears. Listening is some of the greatest healing tools you can give people. Just listen. Hmm. So we've we've done that. And so that brings us to probably 7.30, 7.45, generally speaking. And then she likes to take a bath in the evening to chill herself out. Gotcha. And, and I like to give her her space. Sure. But honestly, because she needs that. And mm-hmm. I know that. So she'll take a bath, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever. And then I'll sit there, you know, and then typically we'll both get ready and go to bed around the um, 8, 15 hour. Hmm. It's a little bit of a, a weird schedule. Not at all. But then we just kind of sit there. Sometimes we'll talk a little bit before we drift off to sleep. Sometimes we won't. But it's 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 a pretty structured routine because structure um it builds wonderful. predictability. It does. It builds reliability. It builds confidence in in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know without structure, you can't have a good foundation. So I just think that's very important for 
marriage, business, life, etc. Everything. Oh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I truly, I mean, to me, a routine removes so much anxiety. And I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I took ten days off and I kind of unplugged from the routine. Which, which, again, is good, but I came back and I was like. Yeah. I was like, I have emails. To, I got to answer all these emails. I got to answer all these. I was like, my apartments. I got to clean my apartment. I got to do laundry. And I just, I stopped and I was like, when I just put that on my calendar, I go, today we're going to vacuum. Tomorrow, laundry. The next day, we're going to dishes. Day after that, trash. Just break. Today, I'm going to answer the emails. Going to make the thumbnails for the podcast tomorrow. And there you go. Oh, I can do this. And it just, just slows it down. Um, no, so it's I, I'm I'm a massive fan of of of, of structure and routine, and it, yeah, it's, it's not odd to me, man. I, I have a we I, I wake up at a I, I work I wake up at eleven thirty in the morning sharp at the crack. I always tell people at the crack of noon. It's cracking That's an unusual schedule, but I get it. Hey, man. man, I was a four a.m. riser all throughout. Called militant cold shower workout, and uh, to me, it's it's taken so much of my life to finally become my own boss. It's my own like it's my own personal like flex. I just remind yeah, myself, I get crack a noon every day. I work hard. I still go to the gym, do everything, but it's just my own personal crack a noon. But, um, so for that, what is it that you do again? Cause I know the doctor twat team, MLB weightlifting. Is it, is it, is it, is it marriage, uh, counseling? Is it, is it self-help? Is it, cause it's something that, I mean, I, I saw a therapist for several years after my brother died and it was, you know, every once in a while, I'd ask her, and I'd be like, "You're taking on a lot. Like you're taking on everyone's most intense. It was the most intense hour of my week, and that was one hour of one of her work days. What, what, if yeah. what, what is it that you that you do now? In my own work day now? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I still see people. Um, my wife and I are the CEOs of our business, so we have um, a lot of employees. Um, I have, we have two nurse practitioners that work uh, with us. Um, we do still see people. We have a, a whole host of support staff, front desk, medical assistants, mm-hmm. uh, financial managers, assistants, et cetera. Sure, sure. But um, during a typical day, I will see somewhere between six and eight people. Okay. Six and eight people. And just like today, uh, it's not unusual. Uh, today I had some people drive in from out of state to see me and I spent two hours with them and two hours is a long time to spend with anybody. Yeah. You know, but you don't know. Them. Um, and then I saw probably, I see, you know, again, that number of people pretty much every day and a visit for me is centered around the idea of look at the human being and really listening to the answer to the question, how are you doing? I don't want to hear fine. Yeah. I want to know how you're doing. So ask them how you're doing physically. How are you doing emotionally? How are you doing spiritually? And I answer and I, I, I re- kind of paraphrase or rephrase that back until I really get a handle on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I try to guide them in those areas back to a place where they're going to continue to move forward down and sort of progress in their life. Cause a lot of people are stuck in their journeys mm-hmm. in life. They, they can't, they can't get to the structure you're talking about because they haven't been there. They're so comfortable, like in their little prisons. Uh, classic story that I learned so much when I was in law enforcement that I still use today. Um, it's Christmas Day, I think, and um, 
I was driving through this neighborhood I always worked in, you know, my little beat area, you know, and I, I saw this guy I'd arrested numerous times. And let's just call him Daryl. And uh, Daryl's waving me down the middle of the road, Tommy. He was like, what in the, this is morning time on a holiday in that neighborhood. Nobody was up. Everybody yeah. wasn't up till almost noon, right? You know, so yeah. it's like normal. This is early. And so he waves me down. I get out. I said, man, what are you, what are you doing? What do you want? What's going on? And he goes, I want to go to jail. What are you talking about you want to go to jail? Because I want to go to jail. I'm serious. I'm drunk. And I said, no, you're not. You're not drunk. Yeah, I am drunk. Sure would. I'm drunk. I said, come on, man. I put him in the car and front seat. And we just began to talk. And I was prying to figure out what's really going on because he wasn't drunk. And this was morning time. And he finally told me. And he had some tears in his eyes. He said, you don't understand. Out here, I have a hard time. I have to make my own rules. And sometimes I don't know where to go. I I don't know how I'm going to get a job. Don't have my money. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I have to decide that. decide what I'm going to wear. But down there, I've got my meals. I got my schedule. I've got my clothes. And, and, you know, I thought about that. And it sounds crazy on the outset. but I don't think it does at all. It's like, whoa, that's some deep stuff. People today get stuck in their own self-imposed prisons. And so that you get stuck there and it's in bondage, man. You get in bondage to the things of this world and you can't get out of that. But you can get out of that. You just can't see yourself getting out of that. So what I do every day is try to help people understand the points and pains of bondage that they're in and try to teach them how to just walk out. The doors open, the cells open, the windows open. You got to walk out, but I've got to give them the belief and the um, discernment to be able to see that that's a possibility to to restore hope. And that's why, you know, people refer to us as hope dealers because we can paint the picture of hope that people can actually see and feel. And yeah, you know, I'll work the medical, you know, functional medicine side of things with nutrient supplements testing. That's in there too. But I'm looking at the whole person. And I want the whole person to be well. And so that is an intense time, yeah. you know, because people trust us with their lives. You know, men come in and they, you know, men sort of box things in, don't talk to anybody, mm-hmm. you know. And so we, we are really counselors. We, we're like pastors. We're like clinicians. We're like all of that. Um, and so it it's a heavy weight, Very heavy. heavy burden to carry around. So you, you have... You can't go into that job half there. You you no. got to be well rested. You have to have morning silence. You have to hit the gym. You got to you got to be you know, well read. You got to you know, evening time with the wife. If you're not recharged, that's going to destroy you. Dude, it'll crush you. Yeah, you know It'll rip you apart. Don't understand it. At the end of the week, man, we yeah. do that Monday through Friday. Let's say we have a full week not traveling anywhere. By Friday, I'm like almost comatose. I'm like I'm done, man. Yeah, and we'll sit there. I, there was one time I remember we were sitting there at dinner and I looked at her and I said, are, are we even alive? <laughs> and you're like shell shock, yeah. you know, she goes, Oh my God. And I had this one case, this other one. And well, like a pair of notes, like, Oh God, I don't need to hear any more. I don't either. Let's just, let's just sit here. You yeah. know? Sometimes I'll, I'll, I always, I call my mom every night and sometimes I'll call her immediately after a pot. And I just did like four 
She'll be able to tell. Yeah. She'd be like, "Do you have a couple today?" And I'll be like, "Why?" She'd be like, "You're not there." And I'll just <laughs> and neurons are out, barely man. connecting. She's like, "How are you doing?" And I'm like, "Chicken." And she's like, "I didn't ask what you're eating. I said, "How you're doing?" And it's <laughs> that will get you. So you know you have to you you have to dig that well. And then yep. I guess in the in the last you know five or so minutes, I just kind of I'm thinking about your your daily going in and asking them how they are and and kind of repeating it back to them. This, I'm just kind of imagining like the two possible paths. Um, have you ever gained energy from someone? Where you're normally you're providing the well, you're taking on their their depths and their their troubles. Has have you ever had a, an inverse? Have you ever walked away feel like you seeped energy off of someone instead of giving it away? Yeah, I've learned a lot from people. Okay. Uh, you know, because I realized that, um, well, look at it like this, you know, used, used to, when I first started, I was probably a little bit, you know, too wired up to do talking too much, maybe trying to sort of impress them with my knowledge mm, or whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a doctor. Yeah. And I've learned that that's not needed. I need to communicate in as much meaning as few words as possible and let them do the talking without letting them get out of hand. So I have to think about controlling the conversation because if somebody's an emotional wreck, they can go on and on and repeat mm. themselves for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And that that serves about five minutes of purpose. Right. So I'm always thinking about that. But, yeah, the thing that, um, you know, kind of keeps me going is I'm no different than anybody else. Only by the grace of God do I sit here and they sit there. It's just yeah. circumstances, you know. We all could be in any situation. Be Daryl. And so I try to learn what I can learn. And this may sound a little bit crazy, but this is really how I view it. I'm learned, I've learned, and I'm going to say I've gotten better at it with God's help. But when I'm dealing with someone, like right now I'm dealing with Tommy. And that's it. And you get my full attention like you're the most important person in my world right now. And you are. And if I communicate that in that way to every single person, they feel validated. Hmm. They feel special. And they should because they are. They are. They're the same. You know, they are super special. And so to me, I try to do that one by one by one by one. I try not to pull any of the past into that one and i try not to think about the future and pull them backwards into that one Mm. and that's kind of been how i've been able to to do that um over the years and and that's given me a lot of peace a lot of uh, peace of mind to be able to pour into their lives like that and to see them walk out of here smiling or happy or say thank you that Mm. That, that gives you a good charge. No, that be the only one here. There's a reason. So, like, right now, I stretch my arms. I can't reach it. I have to actually physically lean. I always put my phone out of the reach of my own arm. Yeah. I'm like, do the podcast and be here. Focus. And it's and if I do have the phone up early on, I always make sure to say, hey, I'm posting the link to the live show right now. I'm not. Because even on something as simple as a podcast, or it's not heavy. It's not a, 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 a you know, psychiatry. It's just two guys shooting the shit you ever just start to see someone's eyes drift you're just yeah, like dude, dude come on what are we doing 
Like it's okay. We don't have to do the show anymore. But let's wrap it up then. Don't don't. don't oh yeah, Tommy. Yeah, huh? cool, cool, cool. Huh? No, my wife and I we're we're at dinner and stuff like that. Phone, no phones. I mean, we we might have them, but they're, we're not going to be scrolling through the phone when we're no way. I watch couples do that, man. I watch people do that, and it's like, I wonder if one person feels disrespected. Mm-hmm. I know they're both disconnected, yeah. but I wonder if they feel disrespected. And so, you know, I've had people in my office before the phone's going off, they keep checking. I'm like, just stop. Just stop. You you can put that out there because what you have to say is important. I say it, not what I have to say. I say what you have to say is important. And that's obviously distracting you from what you have to say. Mm. So I always like, you know, don't make it about me, it's about them. Yeah. But it can be distracting. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, no, put it, but definitely put it away. Um, and then, and then, lastly, I, I want to I want to ask. Um, so back to the so do you do you learn from others? Constantly doing therapy, constantly talking to people. That's got to fine hone your self therapy skills, right? Do you do you ever? You know, it's it's like that meme, like you know, we all give great advice until it's we have to give it to ourselves, then we don't know what to do, right? But w- when you're disconnected, you go, oh, yeah, you should do that. Call or not do that. You're fine. When it comes to myself, I'm like, you know, I don't know what to, how, how is that? I mean, so many times on, on this podcast, I've said something and then like later that night, I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, maybe I should apply that to myself. Like, right. Yeah. Do you get that through the, uh, through therapy? All the time. Yeah. All the time. You know, because like when you give so much like that, you get, um, you open yourself up for more attacks too. Uh-huh. Right. You open yourself up for more anxiety and all that mess that goes with it. So, no, I, I just, uh, I try to take my own advice and realize it's, if I get out of my way, it's God given advice and direction through me. And I should listen to that as well because I'm, I'm dependent upon that, you know, and so I try to learn. Sometimes I do a good job. Sometimes I don't. Mm. Um, and that's just the Life. honest part of that, yeah. you know, like, damn, boy, I really blew that one, didn't I? I tell him to do this and I do the opposite. Good yeah. God, really. And so there's some of that that goes on. But for the most part, both my wife and I, we have to continue to grow our own selves up because as our platform has grown, now the responsibility is greater and he who's been given much much is required and i i realize that and that's hard because you realize what you say every step every podcast every television whatever it matters man and it like we talked about it memorializes something out there so you know we we've got to take the words we speak and really use them with great caution and care. And so I try to do that when I get into my own self-speak, mm. you know, self-speak is a big deal. So I have this little thing that I say every day on the way to the work. And it goes like this. Uh, Thank you, God, that made me to a great man, husband, father, son, and friend. You made me a great leader, influencer, and healer. Therefore, I am focused, diligent, disciplined, and exemplary. Mm. I'm a peace, full of joy, exuding and living with supreme health, abounding in wisdom, and overflowing with love. I hear your voice and follow your directions with a servant and warrior heart and mind. And I, I say that out of my mouth a couple times a day. And, you know, sometimes I feel like it. Sometimes I don't. Oh, yeah. But it changes the environment within me. 
Oh no, I, there, there. I have, I've, I've, um, I have little private things that I say to myself every day, and sometimes I really believe them. Sometimes I don't believe them at all. That's I mean, right. Sometimes, sometimes you're in tears, and you're like, "I'm strong. I'm going to do this." Right? I, <laughs> at the worst times of my life, in the most depressed, overweight, drug addicted times of my life, I would still, I'd go to bed and I'd tell myself, "I'm going to succeed," even if every part of my brain said, "No, you're not." No, you're not. I would still, I'd be, it's like standing in a rainstorm and being like, it's, it's sun, it's sunny out. I would just, because <laughs> yeah. to me, if I have at least the willpower to still say the words then I haven't given up, even if I don't believe it, you know, Titanic sinking, I'm like, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah, it might not be, man. We got to get, get, get in the lifeboat, but I'm going to keep telling myself it because to me, I'm like the final cessation, the final surrender is going, it's not going to get better. You've lost. Right. It's over. The game is over. And it can be a beautiful sunny day. And if, if your mindset is it's rainy, then, man, it's it's lost. And we've both been touched by suicide. It, it, it's a very yeah. – that's not just an abstract idea we're talking about. We've both seen it in our lives. And that's – it is real. And I and I do, you know, just daily things. I, you know, I, I tell God, you know, I'm like, again, like, thank you for this life. And I'm, I'm going to succeed. I'm going to be better. I'm going to – I'm going to have a great day, even if it's a, <laughs> a shit day, I stub my toe and <laughs> yeah. I drop the razor in the shower and I slip and I, you know, toilet overflow, just angry. And I'm, I'm happy. I'm blessed. Thank God yep. my dishwasher works. Oh, the dishwasher's not work. Just find it because at the very least saying it to yourself. And lastly, how, how much can you bench press? Just, just curious. <laughs> my, my best of all time is four thirty-five. Good lord. Yeah. Good lord in heaven. <laughs> four thirty. No, I mean I know that was probably um, twenty-five years ago, and Still, I'm man. pushing sixty now. So I, I'll work out with over three hundred pounds. That's not unusual. Um, so I still, you know, work hard to try to keep on and maintain muscle tissue. So. I work out every day. Yeah. I mean, there's not a day that goes by. I don't, I think you should. I mean, people say, well, don't you take a day off? Well, I do take a day off of, of lifting weights, but I don't really take a day off of physical activity. I don't think we yeah. should. That's life, man. I go, even on my days off, I'll still go and just even just walk at three miles an hour on the treadmill. Yeah, do some cardio, man. Just yeah. move around. Even just go do some machines, put it on five pounds. Just, yeah, man, just staying sedentary I, it's, uh, it does not feel right. Um, Sitting's the new smoking, man. Period. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doctor Sherwood, always <laughs> a pleasure, man. I, you really, I do love talking. I, I am a, I am a selfish, energy absorbing succubus. I absorb your wisdom. I give nothing <laughs> in return, and I apologize for that. But no way, man. I enjoy it. I always look forward to talking with you, and uh, it's a blessing to me as well. So it's nice to see. Um, you know, someone that is a few years younger than me just at that. getting it. So yeah. I appreciate you. Very slowly and straight. Dr. Sherwood, from the bottom of my heart, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for love coming on too, here. Man. Guys, thank you for watching. Please go into the description. Please go check out Dr. Sherwood. And until next time, my friend, God bless. And thank you so much for your time. 435. Un unhuman. Yeah, un unhuman. Unhuman. You're a machine. Thank Recording you so much, sir. Stopped. God bless everybody. Peace.